Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hello, it's David here. Thank you for listening to The Leader. This is our second edition today, so for those who heard the first, welcome back. Earlier, we spoke to The Evening Standard's Michael Howey about how Donald Trump and Joe Biden have been reacting to this incredibly close US election. If you haven't heard it, you'll find that in your podcast provider. And do subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our coverage. Now, from The Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Frankly, we did win this election. And it ain't over till every vote is counted. Every ballot is counted. Hi, I'm David Marsland. So this is awkward. Donald Trump says he's won the US election. Joe Biden is having none of that. And as the votes still get counted, it's not really clear who gets the keys to the White House. In the Commons earlier, even Boris Johnson was staying out of it. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. The whole House is talking about the result of a heavily contested election. And indeed, it is a year ago to the day, Mr Speaker, that you were elected Speaker. And may I, on behalf of all members, wish you therefore a very happy anniversary. And thanks to you, Mr Speaker, for making the Speakership great again. So where are we? Going into Wednesday evening, both candidates do have paths to victory, although a win in Wisconsin this afternoon has made it easier for Joe Biden. And for all of Donald Trump's threatening to go to court to get counting stopped, our editorial column says the incumbent should keep quiet and let the process take its course. What we do know is that this is no Biden landslide. Trump held on to Florida thanks to support from Hispanic voters, while Biden turned Arizona blue for the first time since 1996. Like last time, it will all come down to narrow margins in key states. As I've said all along, it's not my place or Donald Trump's place to declare who's won this election. That's the decision of the American people. But I'm optimistic about this outcome. In a normal, mature democracy, All that would be left to do is count the votes and then go home. But this is the US. It is rarely so straightforward. So we'll be going to the US Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop. We don't want them to find any ballots at 4 o'clock in the morning and add them to the list, Okay? This is wrong and without legal standing. That Trump says the quiet part loudly makes him no less of a danger to democracy. Well, joining me now is US politics analyst Julie Norman from UCL. Julie, there's a lot to analyse and a lot that's not clear. What is apparent, though, is that the US does remain deeply divided. Well, that's exactly right. Um, One thing that we expected or that the Biden campaign hoped was that there would be a large scale, big decisive win that would indeed repudiate Trump. And, you know, Trump, of course, was hoping for the opposite, a decisive win that would affirm his his presidency. And instead, we've really seen just what, you know, the polls were were showing that there was quite a split in the electorate and that there is still this polarization really 50-50 in the country that whoever is actually elected will need to address and, 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 and be concerned about. 
So if Joe Biden does become president, which at the moment it appears that he might do, would that presidency start with a disadvantage because of all this division that's out there? Well, I think right now the level of polarization that we're seeing in the U.S. is deep because of the election itself, because of this year of crisis that we've seen, and partly, of course, just the rhetoric that we've seen under the Trump administration. And one thing that Biden has been really pushing from the start of his campaign is trying to mend that social fabric, bring more of a culture of unity, a culture of empathy across the line. And so I think that he would just bring a different tone to the presidency that would help at least change the narrative and the rhetoric in the United States right now. But it's important to note that beneath that, there are real differences. Um, I don't think that they are differences that are uh, unreconcilable or that are pushing Americans to violence or chaos or anything like that. But there's just very firm differences in America right now that will need to be addressed by whoever's in office. And right now, America does seem pretty calm. There haven't been any of the flashes of violence that some people had predicted if the walls are tense close result to the election. That's exactly right. I mean, even across election day, there most most polling places had no incidents. You know, most of the election and most of the voting went off without incident, despite some worries beforehand. And we can expect, as we normally do from US citizens who are very civically engaged and active to be protesting, to be demonstrating. But I don't really see a, a descent into to mass violence with whatever the results are going to be. People are, are usually trusting of the institutions and want to hold that stability um, in, in most people's cases. Is the situation that we have right now a failure for the Biden campaign because they didn't get the results they wanted or a success for the Trump one? How did we get here? Well, I think both campaigns would answer that question differently once they have the final results, of course. Um, indeed, uh, you know, Trump was coming into this essentially as an underdog, having trailed Biden in the popular vote uh, polls by about 10 points consistently over the last several months. So the fact that he did perform quite well in Florida, that he's held on to a number of states that Democrats were hoping to flip this year is a, is a success for the, for the Trump campaign for sure. Um, of course, the Biden campaign really just focusing on what that final result is going to be and to see if they got out the vote enough in the, battle in the battleground states where it counts the most. One thing I thought was interesting as I was watching the election last night was the exit polls. Now, in the UK, when we do an exit poll, we're looking at what parties people have voted for. But in the US, it's what issues they were thinking about when they cast their ballot. And one thing we'd expected was that the coronavirus pandemic and Donald Trump's handling of that would be a big issue in this election. And at least among Republicans, it really wasn't. They were worried about the economy. They were worried about law and order. The coronavirus was way down the list, wasn't it? That's exactly right. So we expected that you know the pandemic would be one of the main things that people were voting on. And even though that was ranked lower in those exit polls, it's important to note that the economic concerns that people also noted are, of course, directly related to corona. So you really can't separate those two things. And it just speaks to the kind of campaigning and messaging that Trump was doing in the last few days with emphasizing the economy, emphasizing 
emphasizing the fact that he would be the one to open it up, whereas Biden would keep it locked down, and him trying to keep the emphasis there rather than on the pandemic. So that's something that we kind of expected from his voters in particular. And when we were looking at the pre-election polling, there was a lot of talk about how Joe Biden was almost certain to win this. Now, clearly that's not how things have turned out on the day. But this situation, this tightness, wasn't entirely unexpected, was it? It really wasn't. And I think that's important to note when we think about the polls. Again, the polls were based on, uh, we have to look at the projections that were behind the polls as well. And we knew from the pollsters that the battleground states that are currently tight would be tight, maybe not as close as they're looking at the moment, but we always knew those were going to be closer battles than the popular vote to begin with. And we also just knew from 2016 to take the polls with a grain of salt, and especially in a year like this, in 2020, when there's just been so many unknowns, the way that the election has played out the whole course of the year, um, we just knew that that numbers might look a little bit different this year than normal. Have you enjoyed this election, Julie? (laughs) Um, It's been interesting. It's been interesting for sure. And that's the leader. Keep up with all the latest developments with the Evening Standards live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. We'll be back tomorrow. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.